Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Um, let me start off by apologizing because I had previously actually recorded something and didn't finish it. And so basically what happened is with this episode, a part of it got published, but not the full thing. So I apologize to the couple hundred people that listened to my unfinished episode. (laughs) So uh, let me just start off by saying this. This month earlier, I posted a post on my, or I posted a blog or whatever you want to call it on my website called 10 Ways to Improve Your Life Now. And I think that what happens a lot to us in life is, you know, we're we're always seeing like self-improvement things, whether it's an ad or someone trying to sell us something. And it can get really frustrating because, you know, it's like a, a get rich quick scheme or it's like a fitness journey that people want you to spend money on or something else. So hearing 10 ways to improve your life uh, could seem almost gimmicky and it could seem like oh no, not another one of those. (laughs) But I actually have been trying to think lately about how I can improve my life and how I can just be in a better place. Because, you know, being a mom, uh, my baby's almost eight months old right now. And a lot has changed in my life. Like when I wake up has changed, when I go to sleep has changed, just my whole flow has changed in my life. And so I've been trying to find a new rhythm. And I think, you know, anytime that you're in a new season, you have to find your new rhythm and you have to see what's working for you in that season because something that you might have been doing previously might not work in this new season. So I actually made a list for myself about 10 ways that I could improve my life because I was just feeling like frustrated. And usually when you feel frustrated, there's something there in that frustration that you can either um, be aware of and gain authority in or that you can let go of, whatever it is. I don't know for you, but if there's a frustration, it's usually an indicator that something's off balance or needs to change. So I wrote this list for myself and I wanted to change. I wanted to share it. I wanted to change too, but I wanted to share it because I just thought, you know, one of these might really help somebody because it helped me and it's something I'm still working through. But I wanted to just go through because maybe you'll go to KeelaCraftAmbrose.com and read this or share it or whatever you want to do. But some people like listening to things um, more. And so I wanted to share this with you guys too, um, just so that you were able to benefit from maybe stuff that I'm learning as well. So the first one is let it go. And that has been forever ruined by Elsa, Queen Elsa, because every time I say that or hear that, I want to start singing the song, which is really annoying. But I think for all of us, we struggle to let go of things. And letting go is not easy. Um, For you, it could be that you're struggling to let go of a person, a thing, or even like some event that's happened in your life. But sometimes what we struggle to let go of the most, I feel like for me, are things that hurt me, things that hurt us, people that hurt you, um, situations that hurt you. And I want to encourage you, like I'm encouraging myself to let it go because if it's not serving you or helping you, holding on to it is not moving you forward. And so actually holding on to something like that is keeping you back from progress. It's holding you back from where you want to be. And I don't think any of us want to stay hurt. None of us want to hold on to things that are ineffective in our life. And I think that letting go is all about 
looking at the reality of a situation, facing the facts, and the facts in life, unfortunately, (laughs) are that you don't have the power to change people. You can't fix people. And most of our issues revolve around people. But we can change ourselves. And sometimes, you know, we can encounter situations that we can't change. But you can change how you see the situation. I think about that even in this last year. We can't change what's happened in 2020 or even in 2021 so far. But we can shift our perspective on it. So holding on to something or someone that's holding you back is only going to keep you in stress, pain, confusion, and all too often I find myself in the place holding on to something left wanting to know why. I want why to be answered. And the truth is is that it's not likely going to be answered. So the best solution that I've come up with is if you have a problem and it's not serving you, it's not moving you forward, the best answer is to let it go. And that can be really hard for those of you that are wired like me because you want justice or you want to answer. But the truth is that if it's holding you back more than it's helping you, you need to fight to let it go. So the second thing is breathe. (laughs) If you're listening to this right now, just take a big breath. (sighs) I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but often I have to remind myself to breathe. Many of us have forgotten how to truly breathe. We live our lives satisfied with short breaths. And over time, our breathing patterns shift. You know, shallow breaths could become so normal to us that we forget how to truly breathe. I don't know if you realize this, but your breath is a gift that God's given you. You're not having to think today, hopefully, breathe in, breathe out to live and survive. It's just a natural part of our life. But You know, it's been found that because most people, they don't use their full lung capacity, your lungs actually stop functioning and oxygenating your brain and your body at a healthy rate. So when we breathe in shallow, we're constantly like training our body to stay in a state of stress. And it's interesting because often it's our stress that's causing our shallow breathing, but it's our shallow breathing that's perpetuating our stress. Studies show that slowing down and deepening your natural breathing process can actually help you feel calmer, deal with more stress more effectively, and it even can help with the anti-aging process. Hallelujah. (laughs) But I want to encourage you today to find a way to take a moment and remember to make space to just breathe because it's not just important for your body function, it's important for your brain too and your overall health. So the third thing I wrote down was do something that makes you smile. As I get older, I'm realizing even how much more fun is a priority in my life. And I think as we get older, fun is not a priority. We forget how important it is to have fun. Our lives can get so busy and we get so driven to get it done that we forget to laugh and to smile and to do things intentionally every day that make us laugh and smile. So We have to actually, because we're busy, because we have a lot of weight in our life and we have a lot of things we got to get done, like I said, even having a baby, like this is something I'm intentional of, is creating a space to make that happen. Because life is too short to not enjoy it. We can get so caught up in life that we forget to put effort into our own health mentally and physically, and we forget how important fun is. So here are some of the benefits of smiling and laughing discovered by the Mayo Clinic. When you start to laugh and smile, 
it not only lightens your load mentally, but it actually can induce beneficial physical changes in your body. So these are some of the things that smiling and laughing can help you do. So it actually stimulates your organs to work more effectively. It activates and relieves stress and your stress response. It helps your stress response. It soothes tension. It improves your immune system. It relieves pain. It increases your overall satisfaction and it improves your, mu- your mood. And so I think about that and I go, man, we can't go through life not having fun. Obviously, you can't just do it all the time, but create a space to have fun. The fourth thing that I wrote for myself was stop stressing about things you cannot change. This was kind of touched on in the let it go section on number one, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper on this for myself because I don't know if you're like this, but I'm kind of a control freak sometimes. I like control. (laughs) And if you're the type of person who cannot seem to stop worrying, let this be a reminder. You have the power to train your brain to stop focusing on what you cannot control. Worrying is a natural response that we have in life. We worry about a lot of things every day without even trying. However, worry can get out of hand and become a problem in our life. Did you know that chronic or excessive worry can actually lead to mental health issues? And according to the National Institute of Mental Health, anxiety disorder is the most prevalent mental illness in the United States. About 18% of the United States population, which translates into over 40 million adults age 18 to 54, have been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. I know for me, there's more people around me on medication for depression or anxiety than I've ever heard of in my life. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we don't let go or stop, we don't stop to stress about things that we can't control. And yes, there's a lot of like brain and chemistry things, but I think a lot of it has to do with how we're handling what's happening in our life. And a lot of people want to stop worrying. I think there's times where I want to stop worrying. I don't want to have to have the control. I don't want to have to go down that path in my brain, but we don't know how to stop stressing about things that we can't change. And I think one of the reasons we worry too much is because we tend to focus on the problems that are actually beyond our ability to solve, or we hyper-focus on things we can't control. And the question that like I've started to ask myself is, why do I waste my time on things I cannot change or control? I don't have like a good enough answer to keep putting effort into something that I can't change. And so therefore, I'm challenging myself to stop stressing about things that I can't change. The cool thing about having God in your life is that you can literally go, hey, God, like, I can't change this or this is stressing me out. So I'm going to offload it. (laughs) Like I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to lay it at your feet so that you can take it. The fifth thing that I wrote down was focus on what you can control. So this obviously is kind of paired with number four, but it leads to the answer to number four is number five. So focus on what you can control. (laughs) Like I said earlier, are there any people out there like me that like control? Because... I like to have control, even though I don't want to admit it. It drives me crazy when I'm dealing with something that I feel like I can do nothing about. And it goes beyond just like this helpless feeling or something that is like out of my reach, but it's frustrating. It's so frustrating to me. And you may be a person who feels like right now in your life, things are out of control. Most of us can remember a season, if that's not you right now, where you feel completely or you felt completely overrun by what seemed out of your control. And you could almost feel stuck in that. And what comes to mind most when thinking about this uncontrollable thing is other people. 
Like we, we can't control the way they act, the way they behave or think or even treat you. And it can seem so out of our control that we lose control. But if you want to have a great life and choose to be successful and happy, you must choose to be real about what you can control and understand what you cannot. Sometimes it can seem like a gray area or it can be confusing because you don't have answers, so you don't know what to focus on first. But I think this is because we can't always see in the moment what we can control. So we get confused about how to get out of it, how to get out of the feeling, the helplessness, the frustration. But I think the key to doing this is to actually just take responsibility for yourself, no matter what how you think, how you act, how you treat people. And when you cannot control others or even the circumstances around you, I want to encourage you to think this. But what can I control here? If you place your effort into actions and you pay attention to what you can control, instead of obsessing and hyper-focusing on what you cannot, I think that I believe for myself and for you that we will discover that we have a lot of power in any situation we find ourselves in. Because too many of us, we're giving our power over to the uncontrollables in life instead of focusing on what we do have control over. So I want to encourage you with some things that I wrote down that I have control over in any situation. I have control over my thoughts. I have control over my feelings. I have control over my behaviors. I have control over my responses and reactions. Now, I've got to get real with you because this is a big area for me. This is an area where I'm still in process and It's probably going to be a lifelong struggle, (laughs) but I think it's worth it to focus on what I can control because there's always going to be uncontrollables in life. So that leads me to the sixth point that I encourage myself with, which is take it one day at a time. I used to think that having a lot of goals was good. I thought that being busy or trying to get a lot of things done in one day was the best way to be productive. And somehow I usually ended up frustrated once again. Because even though I'm very structured and I'm a hard worker, the fact is that you only have so much time in one day. So while it's good to want to like be a millionaire by tomorrow or get over like a lifelong issue that you've had by tomorrow or achieve world peace, (laughs) sometimes it takes more than just one day. So we got to take it one day at a time to get there. That doesn't mean that you have to make small progress, but I believe with intentional focus, you can actually achieve more in one day than you could before when your focus was divided on a bunch of different areas and directions. I used to get very frustrated with myself when I didn't accomplish all the things that I wanted to in a day, and that added up to a month and then a year. And then I looked back and I thought, what was I even doing? I got nothing done. I got nothing accomplished. I'm no further in my life. And I found that I was so focused on the big picture that I forgot to do the small things that added up every day. Sometimes what we want or need to happen doesn't actually take place in some big event, but it's actually a collection of the events, days, months, or even years of making those small decisions. The point here is, We need to stop focusing on a year from now and think about today. Ask yourself, what matters today that you can help, that can help you accomplish the thing that you want a year from now? We get so stuck on focusing on figuring it all out when sometimes it actually is going to take a lot of time and self-discovery to reach there or to get there or to hit that level. And I mean, thank God God gives us time to mature in life and we aren't expected to act like an adult at five years old. Can you imagine 
you're five years old and someone's like, grow up. (laughs) But sometimes you're on such a specific path and journey that God's leading you down. And while you can't always see the end, you can be faithful today and understand that God has you on a path. He's leading you and guiding you. And that's why I think he reminds us in Matthew 6, 34, don't worry about tomorrow. It will take care of itself. You have enough to worry about today. So today I'm telling myself this, and I hope you can remind yourself of this and give yourself a little bit of grace to say, just take it one day at a time. Things can get so overwhelming of all the things we want to accomplish and we want to grow in, but you're not going to grow in them if you're not intentional about what you're doing today. The seventh thing was think about what's possible today. So we talked about take it one day at a time. So to take it one day at a time, you've got to think about what's possible today. Have you ever stopped to think about what's possible today? You've been reading through or hearing all these things that I've said And you're hearing all the ways that you can improve your life and that you can do this and that it's going to be great, but you might be feeling overwhelmed thinking, how am I going to do all of this? How am I going to let it go? How am I going to breathe? How am I going to have fun? How am I going to focus on what I can control? Like all the things, it could be overwhelming. Well, I want to encourage you to think about what's possible today. Which one of these sticks out to you that you go, I need to focus on that today. This is for me today. Maybe you need to breathe intentionally. Maybe you need to let it go today. Or maybe you need to focus on what you can personally control. It will be different for each one of us because every day has its unique challenges and we're all in a different place. But I wanted to share these 10 things with you because these are things that I struggle with. And it's not easy in the world and time that we live in today to remember to intentionally smile and laugh because we've got things to do. We have a life to live. We have kids to raise. We have a job to do. (laughs) But what use is it if you get all these things done and you're unhappy in life? What, what does it matter if you are successful in your career, but you don't have a great family? Or what does it matter if you have all the money in the world or you raised your kids and you really are unhappy or you're stuck in the past? Sometimes we just need a reminder. So here's yours. Take what you need from this list or maybe even something that's not on this list and focus on what's possible for you today. You don't have to conquer everything or fix it all right now. Just trust the process and the path that God has you on and be faithful with what you've been given today. And you're going to look back and see how much progress that you've actually made in your life. This leads me to the eighth point. Take one action today that moves you forward. So with everything that's been said, I want you to think about one action that you can take today that will move you forward. It will be different, like I said earlier, for each one of us because we're unique. And when you're hearing this, you're going to find yourself in a different season facing various issues. So the point here is that you get to choose what's most important that you put your effort into. Decide what will move you forward based on where you find yourself today. Don't think about the right answer or what you should choose. Go with your gut. You know what you need right now better than anyone else because you are you. Often we tend to choose what we should focus on based on what others should say, or as a Christian, what should be most important. But that's not going to help you get where you want to be. What moves one person forward may not move you forward. And if you're unsure what you need to do, can I suggest that you take a moment and you ask God for help? He knows better than anyone else where you are right now, in your mind, in your heart, in your life. And I believe that you can take one step today and look back and be grateful that you did because it helped you move forward. 
The ninth thing was that I wrote on my list, not all movement is positive. So take action on purpose. Some of us are in a very stressful season right now. Um, There's a lot of people going through a lot of different things. And we can think that it's easier to just abdicate our responsibility to take action steps wisely because we make the excuse of, I don't have the time, or my emotional space isn't ready for me to go there, or I just can't do that right now. But I would like to suggest that you cannot not take the time to take action on purpose. One of the things I like to visualize when thinking about choosing to grow in a positive and purposeful direction is weeds. Yes, weeds. (laughs) Growth is inevitable in your life. It's going to happen by default, but positive growth only happens by design. You do not have to like water your weeds for them to grow. For those of you that have a house or a yard, you know this. You don't have to fertilize your weeds to, or like set them in the right sunlight. A weed can grow wherever it can, wherever it's able to. And negative things in our life are the exact same way. They grow by default and it's very natural for it to happen. This is why I'm asking you and challenging you to take a second to think about the actions that you take and make them on purpose. Because growth will not happen in your life that's good unless you do it on purpose. Growth is going to happen, but it might not be good growth. And there's people growing all around you all the time. It's just, are they growing better? Are you growing better? I'm not happy about the weeds that overtake my yard at my house. In fact, we treat our weeds in our beds and in our yard. And in the same way, I feel the same about the negative ways that I've allowed to grow in my life, my mind and emotions. I have to choose by design to grow positive, and it doesn't just happen. I have to make a choice today to live and to grow by design, not by default, and it will take some effort. So how do we do this? I think it starts by the last point that I have for you, which is number 10, trust God with the rest. So what do you do when you don't know what else to do? What if you're giving it your all and you're not getting the kind of life or result that you want? The answer is turn it over to God. You know, we could hear this and it's like, yeah, it sounds nice. Turn it over to God. Give it to God. But I want to tell you this. You are not meant to carry your burdens, heaviness, or even hurt that is beyond what you can handle. Today, maybe God wants to remind you that he is the one that carries our burdens And the more we try to do his job, the more stressful life is going to get for you because you're carrying something that you were never meant to. In Psalms 55, 22, we are reminded to turn your burdens over to the Lord and he will take care of you. Also in Luke 12, 25, it says, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? Worry, fear, anxiety do nothing good for us. But the Bible says in Psalms 3, 3, but you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. It can be so tempting in the minutiae of life to forget who God is in our life. We don't need to figure out it all out or have all the answers. All God wants us to do is to do what we can and let him take care of what we cannot. What does that mean? It looks like you being faithful to what you've been entrusted with, your family, your job, your money, your body, your attitude, your life, 
your relationships, your responses. And I love God's reminder to us about who he is, no matter what we do. In 2 Timothy 2.13, it says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. That means that no matter what we do or how we act or how we mess up, God does not change who he is. I know for me, these 10 things are something that I'm going to have to constantly remind myself of. And I hope that you've made it this far to where you can hang with me on this. But if I could just encourage you with something, it would be to choose one of these areas, focus on it, take small steps, because you can actually make your life better every day by being intentional. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's going to always make sense. I struggle daily with a lot of this stuff. But I like to write things down like this and remind myself of what the truth is and what God says about the truth and who he is in my life. Because the reality of it is, is that we're in this life on this earth for a purpose. And I hope that I can help you discover more of what that is for you and that you can push more into that every day of your life with God. So I hope that helped you today. And if you want to, you can go read the post to remind yourself on keelacraftambrose.com. It's called 10 Ways to Improve Your Life. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at keelacraftambrose.com.